You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Gifted with Sheila White. Today is a good day. Today is a day that we are going to be talking about something that has been circulating around the globe for quite some time now. You know, we people often wonder, is it the real thing? Okay. Is it the real thing? Well, today we have the real thing. We have Mr. Marcus Turner, who is an expert in AI technology. And um, he's the real guy. He's not, he's not an artificial intelligence person. He's not a robot. He's the real person. And he's going to bring us some great information. You know, a lot of people are wondering if this is a help or if this is a hurt, this technology. And we know that things continue to change in the computer world. What is artificial intelligence? Well, Artificial intelligence, we know, is the intelligence of machines or software as opposed to the intelligence of humans and animals. And I say that because when you talk to your pets, sometimes they seem smarter than our kids. You tell them to go outside, pick up something, bring it to you. So they have an intelligence as well. And, you know, it is in the field of study in computer science that develops and studies intelligent machines. Is it a good thing, guys, or is it a bad thing? We don't know. But our guest today, Mr. Marcus Turner, is going to help us to kind of deep sea dive into this world, help those of us that maybe don't understand what's really going on and uh, try to get a little bit more handle on things that are happening and the new technology that's shaping our world. Welcome to the show, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sheila. It's good to be here. It's definitely good to be here. Now, you know, when I was saying before, is it the real thing? Uh, his voice sounds like an AI, but he's really real. He's with us today, folks. I want you to know he has that melodious radio voice. Marcus, I want to just start a little bit uh, for those out there that are seniors, uh, young people, or just some people that are not keeping up with some of the different science and technology things that are going on out there. Can you tell us a little bit of what is AI in just simple terms and this layman's terms? So uh, when I get this this question or I talk to friends um, trying to explain uh, uh, AI, especially what we're talking about as far as AI, um, really what they're talking about right now, the focus is generative AI, which is um, a prediction model or prediction algorithm. So basically it's trained to, uh, in text form, it's trained to guess the next word in a series of texts. Um, this searches... Uh, it was trained on uh, a lot of the internet, books, research papers, articles, things like that. And it's trained to predict the next word. So if you see a text, if you see a, like a, uh, a trade that says um, Romeo and Juliet, uh, the cow just jumped over the, and then the moon, right? Um, but not only that, it's trained on guessing the next, for images, it's like guessing the next pixel. So you give it a series of images or series of images, and it's guessing the next pixel as far as what's going to be next. And then it's been trained and it's been reinforced with humans in the loop to 
get more accurate about what it needs to predict, what it needs to guess and things like that. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty deep. I'll tell you, that's pretty deep. I mean, it's almost taken the place of a higher intelligence, really for real, because when you say um, it's able to guess the next word, listen, there are husbands that can't predict the next guest word of their wife when they ask a question, honey, where do you want to go out to dinner? They can't predict that. Um, it, it, it's really, really interesting because you know, years ago, there was a show called Star Trek, you know, and there's a lot of Trekkie fans out there. And that technology, we thought when we would see it was like, OK, that can never happen. But a lot of the things that we saw there on that particular show, we have cell phones. We have some of the things that we laughed about um, as, as 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 primitive as it was in the in the uh, movie field or things when they did that show in the television show. But now. It's a reality. And when you say guess the next word or the next pixel, that's not that you can't take that lightly. I mean, that's pretty, pretty darn gone good. You know what I'm saying? To be able to do that. And I wonder if this could be used. And like I said, in the instance of when you're asking your wife, where should we go to dinner or or some other question or or asking kids or their schoolwork? You know, I mean, this has so much potential. It can kind of go either good or bad, I guess, in a lot of different ways. But um, who created AI? I mean, because when you say guess the next word, I mean, like I said, that's pretty genius. It, where did this come from? You know what I mean? I know it's in that science of uh, it's in the uh, computer science world. But what was kind of like the beginning? So I think uh, from the beginning of uh, what it was done, uh, it was a, actually a, a group of Google researchers um, also mixed with a uh, people from outside as far as industry, uh, as far as research institutions. And um, there was a paper that was called Attention is All You Need. Mm. And what they were really trying to understand was uh, was understanding search and actually getting the computer to uh, do similar to what, we're, uh, what we see when we use Google now, which is mm -hmm. um, when you type in a few words and then it, it guesses what the autocompletes, what, what your next guess would most likely be. Right, um, right. And so what they discovered from that was, is they, uh, a whole sort of like use cases that they didn't even think of, like, um, here's a book, here's, uh, an article, um, write it this way, write it that way. And so it, it started this exploration of, uh, what else is possible? Mm. What else can we do with this technology? And, um, from there, uh, uh, a few people uh, broke off to start various other companies and things like that. Um, uh, the one that's most popular in the news right now for all the wrong reasons right now is uh, all open AI. Mm. Um, now, what is uh, that exactly? Open what AI is, that? is uh, the people last year that brought uh, chat GPT to, uh, to, to the forefront. Okay. Um, they, they're the ones who kind of uh, ushered in or I would say productized it in a way that was useful. Mm. And the simplest use form was just making a chatbot interface. Uh, so you could have a discussion or dialogue with it. Mm. Um, and I think, I think from there, uh, 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 a few other companies uh, branched out of there um, doing other different things. Uh, Google kind of, they were like, hey, we're going to do our own thing. Um, OpenAI did their own thing. There's another group called Anthropic. Mm. Um, there's another group uh, from people from Quora, which is a, a question and answer platform that they ended up creating this uh, 
AI bot called Poe. Twitter is doing it in their own way or X, I'm sorry. X is doing it their own way. Right. Uh, And they have uh, XAI, which is, I think it's called Gruck. Mm. I think that's how they correctly pronounce it. But um, there's different versions, different various forms and things like that. I think that was, um, but from there, uh, people have, you know, they, they're seeing some of the power in this. They're seeing the power of, you know, um, I can ask a question in multiple ways so I can mm. understand a problem. Okay. Uh, uh, personally, I've used it for a lot of other different uh, use cases, just, um, but I, I don't want to necessarily get into that unless you yeah. get off the interview. So, yeah. uh, but it, it's definitely, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been fun um, exploration. Um, mm-hmm. Super early, at least for me. Yeah. Um, and it's been fun um, exploring what other use cases that I can actually come up with and create for myself. So so it's interesting because it doesn't sound like it's a one stop shop type of thing. I mean, it is like a one stop shop, but it's like it could be expanded. It's not like, you know, you you do this and then you get to an end road. You you have variations of things you can do. And it seems like it could keep keep evolving. It's not just I learned it. I'm done. And that's it. But it seems like it can, can continue to evolve. And that's pretty interesting. Is that the yeah, case? I would say so. Uh, one, I can give uh, a few personal use cases that I've done. This mm-hmm. is one I did last week. Okay. Uh, last week, my dishwasher broke. Okay. And I was, it, it has been, it was a terrible experience. I've called, uh, and this is actually the third time it actually stopped working. Okay. And I, I was like, you know what? I'm not calling a plumber. This time, this is not happening anymore. So what I'm going to go ahead and do is go to ChatGPT and type in what the area code is that I see. Mm-hmm. So I use a combination of both ChatGPT and YouTube to try to get whatever I was trying to get from this. And so basically, I typed in the area code. ChatGPT told me what, what the error code was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I searched for a video, looked for what the video was, then saw somebody doing, and then I did the diagnosis check through ChatGPT. Of okay. what the steps were, said where I was stuck at. Then I said, okay, I did all these steps. Now I actually solved part of my problem or I thought I solved my problem. Uh-huh. And then I asked it and then I got a brand new error. And now that was where you would probably say, okay, a plumber would be cool to kind of go through okay. and kind of like troubleshoot those type of ideas, right? Because they've seen multiple scenarios solve one problem, you come into another problem. Hmm. I asked ChatGPT the same question, said, hey, I'm getting this new error. It's like E15 or something like that. And it said, oh, based off of what uh, it's saying is the water sensor. Water uh, sensor. Yeah, it's a water sensor. So going through the process and going through the steps, as I documented my steps through it and I told it exactly every single detail. Mm-hmm. When I pulled the water uh uh, water drain, water poured into the bottom of the dishwasher. So, wow. Wow. Um, basically, I knew there was no flooding issue, but it was nice to know that my dishwasher, I didn't know at the time, mm-hmm. had a flood sensor just in case it would stop. But so I just soaked up the water from there, turned it on and everything just worked properly. So I didn't have to pay a plumber. I didn't have to pay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Man, somebody's not happy about that. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's so interesting because now it's just solving that problem, not only with the dishwasher, but with the television or um, 
with any other appliance, a refrigerator, stove. I mean, that takes it to another level when you're able to just problem solve on your own. Not only saving yourself money, but just um, time of having someone coming to your home to fix something. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Now, that brings me to the point of with actors and actresses, because we, we recently know that there was a big strike with the, you know, the actors. And so if some if a problem like that can be solved, a mechanical problem. Now we look at the human side of this, this AI technology replacing, um, let's say, humans in the sense of film, you know, television and things like that. If a problem can be solved that easily, so to speak. Now let's look at the human side of how it can be solved as far as replacement, because that was a big concern a few weeks ago. And I know that they've kind of come out of it. They came to some types of agreements, but still what could happen next? What was going on with the helping people to understand how serious that was with the AI technology replacing actors and actresses and things like that. How serious of a threat was that? I think it was pretty serious. Um, you know, some of this comes down to uh, human greed sometimes. And mm, greed. Okay. Um, and some of it does. So I, I'm, I'm in the middle of it. Okay. And okay. I do agree that uh, um, from, from this, from the side of it, but yes, I definitely have heard some, I have some friends who are actually seriously affected by this. Uh, wow. You know, some wow. of them are contemplating rather mm -hmm. than moving back to their, 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 the country that they're from. Or their uh, nine to five uh, job, another job. Yeah. Transfer jobs to a different career. Uh, wow. They are, they are heavily, heavily been affected for this. Okay. And, um, and they've been really questioning, uh, is this the career that I should pursue? Mm. And um, so... At the same time, some of these people are also technologists. Okay. So they're like, hey, I have smart lights in my house. I can use my phone to do a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of the things that I, uh, I've learned and discovered from this was is that uh, for actors who want to be uh, stand-in actors, yeah, they yeah. want to show up. And um, basically, one of the things that the, one of the uses of technology is let's not have so many people on set. And oh. reduced the amount of people on set is a okay. good idea. Okay. But the idea was, is that we have some of these actors come in, we'll scan them, and then we can just use the images forever, for the likeness forever, as long as we want to. Wow. So that's kind of a problem. Mm. And then um, from the actor standpoint, um, okay, so if you're going to use my image, am I going to get consistently paid off of this? No, you just did this one thing and then you go home and that's it. Wow. And on top of that, this these actors, they're trying to make it. So they got to network and talk to different people. Right. Um, you know, they want to do their indie stuff on the side so they can right. get and, and like stand out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it lo they lose that networking opportunity. Wow. So, yeah. So I think, um, you know, human interaction is definitely something that's needed. Uh, workplace mm -hmm. safety, trying to keep the sets a little bit smaller so you can do mm -hmm. a little bit more things with, uh, you can reduce your budget size so you can do more things as far as like maybe you want to travel to different sets or things like that. Okay. Um, you know, as a fan, I did appreciate looking at Star Wars when they brought back characters who did pass away. And yeah. Did their, uh, um, and you saw the character and it was, yes, it was an AI, but you still felt real and it was good to see 
wow. you know, what that person's likeness would look like on mm. a, um, I would say a, a, with, with the camera technology that we have now. Yeah. So you can see yeah. the detail of them. Yeah. Or an actor mm-hmm. uh, playing a younger version of itself themselves. Yeah. Those things are kind of, you know, th- those things are fun. But yeah. at the same time, um, um, you know, there's this other side of it. It's like, okay, we want to use your image. We want to use your likeness. We want to clone your voice and be able to use it for uh, for however long that we want. That, yeah. that can be a serious problem. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, from... From, from that side of things and then learning a lot about like what the executives actually do pay themselves versus yes. what the, the staff underneath them gets paid. Mm-hmm. The staff is actually doing most of the work okay. and is, is providing the things. So like, so, I re, uh, and then you're saying, hey, we want this, t- this task, the staff who's doing most of the work to do even, to get paid even less for what they have to have to do. Mm-hmm. That in my in my case, I, I do find like that's where I was like AI replacing jobs, AI replacing people. That human right. element still needs to be in there. Right. It's it's really unfair um, when you talk about job displacement. You know, <clears throat> that's really unfair for a lot of people that are trying to make a living, that are trying to make it anyway. You know, a lot of actors <clears throat> are. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of actors are struggling. Everybody's not your A list actor. Um, you know, being called out, they have to, they're very competitive in the roles that they're, they're, they're auditioning for. And so to have another coal thrown into the fire, not only just the AI technology that you can be replaced permanently, so to speak, but how does that affect their bottom line as far as their income? You know, because a lot of them, when they're between movies, they're not making any money. You know what I'm saying? And they're just relying on those person, present jobs. So, and then when you said just, Hey, I fixed my own dishwasher as a regular guy. Now plumbers are like, wait a minute, you know, appliance, uh, people that work on appliances. I mean, it can maybe be done for cars if you have certain type of, uh, if, if someone knows a little bit about cars and have tools. So, so that could be, that could be very threatening the job displacement as one of the disadvantages of AI. One thing you mentioned as far as, um, you know, talking about like if an actor is not here anymore and you can kind of bring their image back to AI or to some of the software technology. Um, there's a company I know in California and um, they use types of technology when a person is deceased to let grandma hear grandma's voice again and to they're at the funeral and they can actually see her on a monitor or on a screen or television or something, actually as if she's having a conversation. Um, this is a kind of a new, th- not brand new, but it's something that is happening where people say, well, grandma, what was it like when you were a little girl, you know, in the thirties or forties or a certain experience? And it's kind of like, you're actually able to see their image on a television screen or something, hear their voice again because of the this technology. And so it just makes you have to take a breath, you know what I'm saying? Because it could be, it could be gone in so many different ways and things like that. But job, job displacement, I think is a really big thing. And it doesn't just affect the actors. I mean, it can affect other people in other professions as well. Now let's talk a little bit about the ethical concerns of AI, because technology is good in the hands of the right people, but in the hands of the wrong people, it could bring about some some problems. I'll say that that way. What do you think, in your opinion, are some of the ethical concerns that we should have with using this uh, new technology of AI? 
So um, I think one of the, the, the darkest things that I've actually um, heard and mm-hmm. learned and discovered is that um, some people can probably use this uh, technology for biological warfare. Wow. Now explain that a little bit. Break that down because we understand what biological warfare is, but how can that be? I mean, just kind of break that nut open for us a little bit. That's That that was a mouthful. You said a mouthful right there. Yeah, (laughs) that's a mouthful. Um, I I think as many as useful tools that are out out there for it. Yeah. So um, let's say we're wanting to use this to solve um, some certain diseases that are out there. Yes. You wanted to understand and you wanted to be able to. So, but some of that information that's out there as far as understanding some of this data, as far as some of these diseases out there. Right. Um, can start being reverse engineered by using AI. Um, it can mm. be reverse engineered by. So that's why a lot of people are, um, I would say, want to pause, especially for the open source models. Okay. Um, okay. They, they, they do not want. Um, they 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 don't want people to to re- remove the safety and concerns. Okay. Safety, okay. Safety and concerns in place. Okay. Um, okay. Now, when you remove the safety features, actually, the AI becomes much more capable, like mm. a lot smarter, a lot easier, and is able to do so much more for you. Man. At the same time, when you do this, though, you're also opening the door for bad actors to come in that want to uh, take data or take research papers from all these other, you know, whatever is out there in the world. Yeah. To be able yeah. to now say, okay, can I synthesize this? Can I train this to create something for me? Um, just like how I just barely had any information about how to fix a dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you get somebody who knows a little bit more information about how to do something, how can, what can they take that information to? I've, mm. when I do trainings and things like that, I always say that if you have domain knowledge in your space, you're able to take, take this, inf- take the, this tool yeah. and expand yourself so much more. However, if you're a person with not a lot of knowledge about something, mm-hmm. you can catch up to that person a wow. lot faster to wow. be able to do that. So what does this say for people that want to catch up? that mm-hmm. are wanting to be bad actors in this type of ways, things like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I think the, I think that was one of my biggest concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people are concerned about like deep fakes and things like that. Uh, yeah. You know, so some people, what they're doing is we're having this conversation right now. Yeah. A person can uh, clone either one of our voices and then do a robocall and attach AI to it and say, or attach actually two different AIs to it. Uh, it would be two different AIs, but clone the our voices and then do a robocall to say, hey, I'm stuck somewhere. I need help. Send me money to this address or send me money to wherever. Um, I think those are uh, major, uh, you know, that starts the new, you know, we're still, we're, you know, we're used to getting text messages yeah. from random numbers saying, Hey, how are you? Or stuff right. like that. Right. But now we're, we're going to get into a place where we can get robocalls from people that we kind of, we know own voices. That mm. can be a concern, especially when you're trying to be a public figure, host a podcast, wow. things like that, because your voice is being out there, put on, put into the internet. 
Now somebody can actually clone that information and then find people that you're related to, try to get their numbers and then start trying to make phone calls and trying to request either money or donations and things like that. So I think especially for the uh, uh, a lot of people, I think that is something that I think should be uh, mentioned and shared a little bit more mm-hmm. so people are more prepared for it. Yeah, It's not at a point where it's like super amazing where, you know, uh, my voice can go up or it can yeah. go down. Right, right. But it's not going to be able to take that type of idea from it, but mm-hmm. it will still sound like us. So, wow. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's just I don't know. It's just going. It's go. It's it's opening. It's it's blossoming as we talk with this this understanding of everything. So what about the privacy or the security risk or the hacking? That's a problem without AI before. Um, how does that play into it? Because like you said, there's some bad actors out there and, and with AI technology on the government level, I mean, we're talking, you're talking about biological warfare, some other things going on. What is happening that you know of as far as a security situation, because people are being, their, 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 um, identities are being stolen pretty much every day, all day by people in other countries and things like that. So with hacking and security risks and privacy, you know, it seems like what you just said, that's kind of teetering into that area. But at a, when we talk about a government, I mean, you know, at a government level, um, I think it's just as bad. It's, it's more magnified, isn't it? Uh, yeah, much so, much so. Uh, I think from a government level, I think that's the reason why all these countries are trying to um, understand AI, try to put out the best resources and tools for AI. I think they're trying to, um, I, I, and I think the government, the Actually, the U.S. government, um, I think about either 10 days ago, just released mm-hmm. a, uh, a guideline statement yeah, about what yeah. their ethical guidelines and what they want for responsible mm-hmm. AI. AI. Yeah. Um, I think um, the continued con- conversations with people in Congress are, are really good for AI. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of people see the use cases and benefits and or receiving mm-hmm. some of the benefits. Uh, a simple one is um, taking a transcript and then giving me a summary of that transcript. Right. What are the key takeaways. What are the key? Um, mm. I actually made one of these for myself. So what are the key yeah. takeaways? What is, uh, what are some follow-ups that I need to do? Uh, okay. what were some of the potential challenges from this? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not able to attend a meeting, um, mm-hmm. being able to ask those questions quickly and yeah. be like, okay, I have a gist of what was going on. I can mm-hmm. now kind of speak intelligently, even though mm-hmm. I wasn't at that meeting, um, yeah. instead of, you know, maybe sitting in an hour car ride or something mm. like that, trying to listen to whatever this, uh, the, whatever the interview, you know, what the interview was about. Right. Now right. You can right. Just do what you needed to do in about 15 mm-hmm. minutes or less wow. based on the questions you ask. That's, you know, now I'm thinking, what about the lack of human creativity or empathy? I mean, a computer is a computer, but can it get so to the point where, I mean, as humans, it doesn't have the creativity that we have that God has given us. I, I just want to know that that is sacred, <laughs> that our creativity <laughs> is a sacred divine thing that that there's not an intelligence out there that can actually think on the dime and pivot on the dime the way that we are creatively designed and strategically can, uh, gifted, so to speak. Um, and the empathy, how does, I want to say, bringing the divinity part into this as far as church, let's talk about church and church people and Jesus lovers <laughs> and things like that. How does this fare, would you say, with people that maybe you've talked to that said, this is bad, this is evil, this is not something that can advance us 
as as humans, but it could take us down a dark, dark path. Um, what do you say to people that are looking at it from that way? Because, you know, they may not see they the, 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 the creativity and the empathy is not human like, so to speak right now. I mean, it just may go down that robotic world and, you know, I robot <laughs> like we saw some of the movies and, and some other type of uh, things that could happen. So what do you think the church stands? Because I know there are actually sermons that AI technology, they're actually preaching to people in certain countries without a human there. And the AI technologists doing the sermons and and people are receiving the same type of message that they would by a human minister or pastor or rabbi or whoever it is. So where do you think the church or God comes in all this? I mean, I just, this is interesting. I think, you know, uh, God gave us the tools to design and create things. Yeah. Some of it to our own destruction, some of it to our own benefit. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, he gave us the freedom called choice and yeah. we choose what we want to yeah. do with it. Mm -hmm. um, I think... Um, within that though, um, it's, it's how you use the tool and how you use things, um, and what's your intent and what's your purpose about it. Okay. Um, so I, I think that, um, you know, taking the human element, if you want to just talk about the, from that perspective of yes. being able to, uh, understand and be nurturing to somebody, you know, okay, after the sermon, what happens, you know, so some people want to, you know, go talk to the preacher or pastor who's, who's speaking things yeah. like that. I, I yeah. do know that our, I, I'm a very aware that there are certain pastors who now what they've done is transcribe, uh, to take in their sermons and yeah. now have used uh chat GPT or other AI algorithms to, um, create new sermons on the fly in context wow. to what's happening out there in the world. Because mm. a lot of times what uh, pastors would do or pastors, I have a lot of pastor friends, yeah. is sometimes they would pay attention to what some of the news is, pay attention to what's mm. going on in the world to make mm. it relevant to what's yeah. happening. Then yeah. look in the Bible, try to find some relevant texts to kind of match whatever, what, what's going on. Or maybe they have a sermon that was similar to what's ever going on and then mm. taking that and combining it. So I'm not, that could still be like a three to four hour, sometimes for depending on the person, it could be yeah. even a six day process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that is, can be uh, a lot, very challenging. And that's not even talking about the other demands that uh, a pastor may have as far as seeing the people at the church who may be sick or going through things or anything like that, yeah. or um, all, all the other stuff that is going on. So I think within the church though, mm -hmm. um, to, to, to say that, uh, a, a tool, uh, is, is evil. I think about, okay, we said the same thing about, uh, these sermons or these churches that were broadcasting to the web yeah. at one point. Right? Yeah. Why yeah. can't we just bring them into the, why can't we just bring them into the church? Why can't we just bring them into the church? Mm -hmm. um, they want to sit at home and be able to see, receive their information. Um, you know, but we always say, but at the same time, <laughs> we've said that God's bigger than these four walls. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. So, interesting. so um, and then we also had COVID that just happened. And so every yeah. church had to do this. And then yeah. some churches even benefited from being able to do this because they now have a bigger outreach of people that yeah. they ever would have seen before. Mm. Um, so I, that's, 
I, so when I think about technology, when I think about those type of things, we've had a recent event that just happened less than three years ago that okay. showed us that technology can outreach, reach people and reach people at a scale that we've never had before. Mm. And then we, now we're in this uh, integrated process of this. What else can we do with these tools that yeah. are available to us to be able to spread God's message? Mm. Um, one of the first persons that I actually talked to um, was a person who actually is a, uh, a faculty member at Bob Jones University. Yes. Um, and he, one of the things I told him about AI, showed him some of the things, showed him some of the things that he can do with uh, ChatGPT. And the, the, the first question he literally said to me was, okay, personally, I feel like I, I, how this could save me, like, as far as like dealing with hard emails and things like that, yeah. I have a better, I have a better tool for this. But now I'm seeing this as a tool to be able to spread God's message even further. Oh. So now I can start taking all this information now, start using AI and being able to come out with uh, more posts, more social media engagement. Mm. Um, and now it gives me the opportunity to kind of be everywhere with God's yeah. message, much mm. more so than what it was done before. You know, I think another thing that makes me think about is medically. In the medical field, um, when you said, I'm thinking about when you fix your dishwasher, I'm thinking, well, what would happen? Because now there's actually some robots doing surgeries in the, in the surgery rooms and things like that. There's technology that they're using, you know, little cameras that can go into places of our, of our bodies and things like that. And so I'm thinking the benefits that could, it, it could be medically. Um, on one end of having this information and a doctor not having to go into office and research and then come out and talk to you, so to speak, but he can almost on the spot just with on his computer be in the office with you and, and look things up and get information to be able to consult. Um, I think I think there's so many benefits to this technology, but there's also a lot of uh, disadvantages as well. There's always advantages and disadvantages of the good side and the bad side, you know, the flip side, so to speak. And so I think it's really important, um, you know, thinking about the medical field, how how that could be a benefit. But then again, with bad actors in every field or every industry, you know, they can come in and, and start not only cloning things, but, you know, manipulating things as well and and doing some things so that things don't last as long as they're supposed to, you know, um, even with surgeries happening and things like that. I mean. And charging money and just, I mean, there's trafficking in so many areas. You know, people talk about sex trafficking, there's organ tra trafficking and a lot of things going on. And so, you know, people say, is this the end of the world as we know it? <laughs> I think it's not, but the world is changing as we know it. It's not the same as the, um, you know, days of old or leave it to Cleaver Beaver, as they used to say, or something like that. So I think there's advantages. We want to our audience to know there are advantages uh, to artificial intelligence. Um, and there can be some disadvantages as well, because there's bad actors in every industry, as we talked about, and not just acting in a theatrical, but just people that are taking things and doing bad things with it. I think that's in every area, even in the church, you have some good people and you have some people that are taking the gospel and uh, kind of prostituting it and using people and doing some things that they shouldn't. So this happens in every, in every area, in every industry. So I think as we become more aware, um, get the information, get the knowledge you need, study for yourself, uh, try to go to a recommended, a source that's reliable that you can trust to, to be able to get 
information that you can understand on a simple term to be able to just get through life because things will, I remember thinking in, years ago, if we could have phones that you could see people, I thought that would be really cool, you know? And now, now that you see them, you can talk to them across the world. There's faxes. So many things have happened over the years and that wasn't even AI technology. So now we've stepped up. And so what's next, do you think, in this whole industry, in this world, where are we going, would you say, in your opinion, uh, with this technology? Because we know that the future is bright and it seems like, like you said, you could take this in so many different areas, especially if it becomes like an open source situation. Um, where do you think that we're going in this, the next sh few short years, not talking about 10 to 15, but two to five, there's some major things that could happen with this type of technology. I think that um, where we're going right now, um, we're seeing glimpses of it. Mm. So um, I don't know if anybody uses Microsoft Bing. But uh, Microsoft, there's this concept or this idea called agents. And agents, all it is, is basically um, using um, the search engine, or not the search engine, in this case would be a search engine, but using okay. a, a large language model and giving it a tool. So generative AI and giving it a, a tool to be able to use. So okay. this concept is called basically search. So hey, you have a discussion and you're, you're typing some stuff out. You say, okay, you're having a, um, but you still want to be able to search the internet to be able to get whatever the information that you need. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, and so now this language, this language model acts as an assistant to what you ever need. And wow. Gives you a small, small summary, gives you some links to go through and gives you a summarization as far as combination of the links. And mm -hmm. you can have a chat with the conversation. And I think that is, uh, amazing. It's very, very, very genius. Cool. That's genius. Yeah. <laughs> That's genius. Um, but, you know, people are, uh, you know, the next level of this is uh, people are trying to use this. Uh, uh, there's been glimpses of this. I'm making one of these for myself is mm -hmm. uh, for research. Yeah. Research. So you want to go to a website and let's say you don't, you want to go to a website, understand what's on the website and want to take a summary of that website and mm. you want to take a, another summary of a few other websites you want to combine them together and create a research report like a conference so yeah. i want to go to 10 websites and i want to be able to get a research report off of this this could take me and most most of the time it would probably take me maybe three hours to be able to do yeah but i gotta actually understand the information distill it down break mm -hmm. it down take it take those then look at it and then organize it in a way i can do all of that with ai in less than 10 minutes Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so, That's amazing. That's amazing. So, uh, this idea of using uh, agents is going to be uh, a thing, uh, which is basically giving an AI a, a piece of tool or, or information. Facebook is doing this in a way. Um, uh, uh, another example would be, I just saw that someone actually do this where he was trying to go vegan, uh, trying to change his health, mm. things like that. So what he did was uh, create an app for his phone. Okay. Uh, took his phone, put it, uh, used the camera on his phone to go into the refrigerator and look at the items that, that he had that were in the refrigerator. So the AI uh, used computer vision to see what the items were. Okay. Able to understand. And um, it was able to understand and suggest what items should be taken out the fridge mm. and what, and then what items could be, he used and then gave suggestions 
on what type of recipes they can that, that that person can make. Wow. You know, it's it's I'm I'm thinking I'm going back to a minute and we're almost just kind of wrapping up here, but I just want to say this that you know, you're getting ready to be a new dad again. And I'm thinking about when you said fixing the dishwasher or something like that, for dads or new dads or new parents with this AI technology, when mom's away and the baby's doing what it's doing, crying, they're like, what do I do? Talking to AI saying, how do you stop a baby from crying? Or how do I change a diaper? Or, or how do I do some things, some parenting tips? I'm like, oh my goodness, this is really interesting. I personally, for dads and parents out there, I have used this for a, a, a tip. I bought my, my son is 18 months. Yeah. Um, and I bought him a, Oh, actually, my mother-in-law bought him a set of toys with like yeah. little blocks and you can stick them together and stuff like that. So I literally took a picture of, of it and then went to ChatGPT and said, hey, can you come up with some ideas? Because I only had like one idea of a game that I wanted to play. I was like, can you give me some suggestions of what type of games I can play using this, these, tool, this, these toys here? And it gave me five different suggestions. Right wow. Wow. So um, even with, within our own creativity, you know, using a tool like this is definitely helpful for parents. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I posted it on my LinkedIn, too. And a lot of people were like, I only thought about how to use this as far as my own personal work life, my own personal work. Exactly. Like that. But I've never really thought about how, how this can impact me as a parent. Wow. Wow. And, um, and my job or how I feel about it right now is yes, tell people what the business cases are, tell people how the, what the tools are, but yeah. show, to really show people how to benefit, how it can benefit them in their personal everyday lives. Wow. Wow. That's, that's cool. Well, Marcus, I want to thank you for being our, our special guest today. We learned so much. There's so much going on with this technology of AI, uh, the artificial intelligence. There's a lot happening. It's a big world. It's happening around the world. It's not just here. Um, how can our audience get in contact with you to learn more information, to be able to get a class or to have you come to their organization or corporate um, entity to be able to talk more, teach train. I mean, you do a little bit of it all. <laughs> you can make it simple or you can take it to a really a difficult place if that's where they want to go. I mean, um, the knowledge that you have is so, so vast from parenting with AI all the way up to the government level of AI. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just a lot of things that we could do. Give our audience some information of how they can get in contact with you to be able to learn more um, or to be able to teach a class or to just get better handle on this AI technology because um, you are one of the experts in this field. I'm most active as uh, social media is on uh, LinkedIn. I am Marcus Turner. So I am Marcus Turner on all social medias, but uh, on LinkedIn, I am definitely, I am Marcus Turner uh, on, on LinkedIn. I think that would be the best way. Uh, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter um, or Instagram or any of those things, I'm the only one I'm not very active on is TikTok and uh, Snapchat. So you may find me, but I'm, you may not get a response. Okay. <laughs> so, and, we, and we want you all to know, we've been talking to the real Marcus Turner today. This is not an AI image. This is the real Marcus Turner. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Um, we have learned so much. We're going to have to have you come back again because this is a changing world. This is evolving. It's not going to be the same. 
as uh, we go into the months and days and things like that. Um, you said so much information here where people can kind of have a grasp on what it is, where it's going, some of the advantages, the disadvantages, some of the ethical concerns that we may have. Um, and then just a the lack of human creativity. I mean, it's like, wow, just sit there and be lazy and just ask questions and things like that. I mean, there's so many different views and even the church view. Um, there's there's a whole lot to consider as we're moving into days and weeks and months ahead with this particular um, you know, computer science technology. So I want to thank you for being our guest. Um, uh, you can get in contact with Marcus on his LinkedIn. I am Marcus Turner on LinkedIn. Uh, he left some of those social medias also on our website. His information will be on there. You can contact us. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, please visit our website at www.road2eternity.net. You can get more information on there, um, be able to uh, get a hold of uh, Marcus by getting in contact with us as well. Um, we want you to share this broadcast, tell your family, tell your friends. This is a very important conversation that we had on today and it, it affects our life. It affects our world. And he, he said, even in parenting, no matter what you do, um, this technology is here to stay and it's expanding. It's not going to go away anytime soon. I want to thank you all for listening. I want you to know that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted, use your gifts to impact the world like Marcus Turner is doing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.